You know, having sensitive skin makes finding skincare products so difficult. It is. But today's sponsor, OneSkin, makes it easy. Their topical supplements are formulated with soothing ingredients and natural antioxidants. And they're gentle enough to use every day, even if you have sensitive skin. And it was founded by an all-female team of scientists. OneSkin's products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without all the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products. In a third-party 12-week clinical study performed by third-party research organization OS01 Face was clinically proven to strengthen the skin barrier, improve skin health markers, and diminish visible signs of aging. Like wrinkles were diminished in 87% of users. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company by focusing on the cellular aspects of aging one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer get started today with 15 percent off using code tco at oneskin.co that's 15 percent off oneskin.co with code tco after your purchase they'll ask you where you heard about them please support the show and tell them we sent you just try everyone and see what you like and try them more than once um, because maybe, you know, some of my favorite instructors now at first, they weren't necessarily my favorite. And then there'd be a ride and it just clicked. And then I'm like obsessed with them. So just get, you know, give it a chance um, and try everyone. Don't pigeonhole yourself and, and take a class that, you know, you know, don't be afraid to take any particular class because you think it's going to be too hard or something else. Just kind of do it your own level. Don't compare yourself to other people on the leaderboard for the love of God. Please don't do that and feel bad about, you know, your output when you first start, because A, you will improve and B, especially on the bike, everyone's bike is different. So just do your best, have fun, make friends, throw out high fives and, and don't stress about it. It's more than just your output, more than a bike. Welcome to the Clip Out Podcast, episode 273. This is Priscilla O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. If we sound a little different this week, it's because uh, we are. We are. We're not at home. We're not. We are in Dallas, Texas. And uh, we... Woohoo! I feel like I need a cowboy hat. And we are at Podcast Movement. And they have this really cool booth here. And so you can record while you're at the show. They have these neat little booths. But yeah. the cool thing is... The other thing is, it's not really as cool. You will hear ambient noise, and that is why. Right. So when you hear <laughs> chatter in the background, that's why you didn't miss a live episode. No. Because I'm sure you're upset. Uh, yeah. Yeah. People are going to be like, what? Yeah. I didn't get to go. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, yeah. So when we saw that they had all the equipment there, we were like, well, why should we make our lives harder? Well, they had 
times you could sign up for. So we signed up for the times and ta-da, here we are. Here so, we are. And indeed. if you're watching this on YouTube, it's going to look different because Very we're sitting different. side by side. Which, which is, we never do. Which is weird. I feel like I need to keep looking at you. I know. It's like, hi. You're like, we're <laughs> going to sing a duet like we're the Carpenters <laughs> or something. So anyway, there's all that. I guess, what, pray tell, do you have in store for people this week? Oh, I don't know. Is anything going on with Peloton this week? Uh, is there anything ever going on with Peloton this week? <laughs> all right. So first up, we're going to recap the earnings call. That's number one. Yes. Uh, and, and we should say, yeah. Th- so we were recording this part on Wednesday. So everything you hear on this episode will be recorded on Wednesday, except, except for the earnings call stuff. So if something crazy happens in the earnings call and we're like, we sound blissfully unaware, it's because it hasn't happened for yeah. us yet. Yeah. So that'll be tomorrow morning. We got to do another segment tomorrow morning. So, and it won't be in the fancy booth. I don't even know if you're going to get video tomorrow. So, right. um, yeah, could have a little segment without video. You could. And, um, I think that's all. Okay, so we're going to talk about earnings call, and then we're going to have a major visit from the Peloton Profit. Now, if you are a Patreon member of our bonus episodes, you already know all about our Peloton Profit visit. Um, We also have a interesting discussion on lawsuits. We have a visit from Dr. (laughs) Dr. Jen. There you go. Uh, And we're going to talk about portion control at work. There's all the usual instructor news we got to cover. And then we have a visit from Angelo and we're going to talk about managing cravings. And then there's a bunch of like, in case you missed it type things. Awesome. Well, before we get to all that shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart. I'm just looking out the window, rattling off. They're all here. They're all here. Yeah. And uh, so it makes shameless plugs a lot easier. But I also <laughs> feel pressure. Like if I don't say them, they're going to get mad. You know what? They have sure microphones. They, they have the microphones here that we love. Like yeah. we get to use our favorite That was part of why I did this. I yeah. was like, oh, it's even the same microphones that I we know. use at home. So maybe it won't sound too terribly <laughs> different. So, but uh, what, oh yeah, you can all. Also, while you're there, uh, follow us uh, so you never miss an episode and maybe leave us a review. That's always nice to see and helpful to the algorithms. They like to teach us that here. Also, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there. Like the page, join the group. Uh, you can sign up for our newsletter so you can get all the links and things sent directly to your inbox. You can do that at our website, theclipout.com. And of course, We have a Patreon. As we mentioned earlier, we had a bonus episode this week with all sorts of information about the rower, lots of detail information. And so we wanted to get that to people as quickly as possible. So we put it out as a bonus episode and it will be in this episode. So you, you're not missing things. You're still going to hear it, but you'll hear it a little faster. And you also get ad free content over there. So uh, patreon.com slash the clip out is where you can find all of that. And finally, you can watch these on YouTube at youtube.com slash the clip out this week. It'll be a little extra grainy because we're using the MacBook camera instead of the really and good. It's, it's really dark in this it's room. It's dark in here. <laughs> And we don't. It's not like we can carry a ring on. It's like around. they're trying to make it sexy. Or I wonder something. if we could turn around that light. It might help. Like I don't know that one. Eh, but anyway, either way, we're recording. Yes. So uh, <laughs> anyway, there's all that. Let's uh, let's dig in, shall we? We shall. Peloton stock ticker. So we just got done listening to the earnings call. Yeah. And I had a headphone in, but you actually listened. So <laughs> it was pretty dry. It's very dry. Yeah. But there was a lot of really interesting information in there. Um, right. So, okay. Let me just start by saying I am not a fan of Barry, <laughs> but I do have to say this is the best call that he has done. Mm-hmm. Um, something has unclenched within Barry. Right. Uh, he, he sounded more relaxed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we talked about it like while we were listening and you yeah, said, I was like, do you think 
that's because he's just gotten more comfortable in the role, or do you think he's more comfortable with the trajectory of the company? And I definitely think it's the trajectory of the company. I, I tend to agree because he's operated at this level for a good chunk of his career, so I wouldn't think earnings calls really freak him out at this point. Yeah, and and it's interesting. Um, okay, so yesterday when we recorded, I would have said this is going to be the worst earnings call that Peloton has ever done. Right. I ended up feeling more confident after this call than I have the last three calls. And the reason being is he had calm, rational explanations that made sense to me. Right. He was very clear. Uh, he didn't talk down to people and he was just very, uh, I felt like open and transparent. Yeah. It was just a little different of a feel. And so putting how I feel about him personally aside, the, the reasons that I felt like this was a good call was he talked about the strategy behind the strategy. So let's start with Amazon. Right. That's the big news. Um, he talked about why they moved to Amazon. They moved to Amazon, uh, not to, he says not to replace retail. He says that it's because that as, as the world continues to be uncertain, we don't know where people are buying stuff from. Right. So we got to be in as many places at once as we can. And the reason that they are not putting anything besides equipment, any equipment besides the bike on Amazon is because the bike plus and the tread aren't ready, which is exactly what we talked about yesterday. Right. So, which you'll hear in the segment following this. Yeah. You'll hear about that. So it's in reverse. Yeah. But, um, but we were right about that. So that's cool. But what I found interesting is he said that they're doing the bike because it's the only one that can be kind of set up end user can set up themselves. But if you go on Amazon, it offers you options of them coming in and setting it up for you. But Amazon also requires that you have an option for drop shipping. It has to be an option. Okay. So to be a partner with Amazon, because he said that too. He said, if you want to be on Amazon, right. you have to offer a way to drop ship, right. period. Sure. Stop. And so, yes, you can still use Amazon to set it up for you, like you said, and you will, you guys will hear again later us talk about, but yes, it's an option, but you have to have the other option of just dropping it off. Interesting. It is interesting. Um, and I think, especially when they're not charging for the setup, yeah, they're not charging for any kind of setup. Now there's a lot of people that have said, and including myself, like, I don't want to act like I'm not one of these people. What is this going to do to the brand of Peloton? Right. But Barry spoke about something that I thought was very interesting. We have always heard John Foley talk about better best. That has always been better best. Right. Today, Barry said good, better, best. That's and, the strategy. And at first I thought, well, is that just a verbal, like you tend to think, I can see someone falling into the rhythm of saying good, better, best when they really mean better, best. But he said it multiple times. He did say it multiple times. And I, he didn't get into this like super in depth, but I heard it as I like my brain took that and flipped it around and said, okay, well, if that's true, Amazon is now good. Right. And better and best are your bike plus your tread. The ones that take a little more, you're, you're still going to have these like high level items. I still think the rower is going to end up on Amazon. I think that's going to end up. Well, there. he said it sounded like their long-term goals was for everything, everything to end to up on there. Amazon. Yeah. Because he talks about redesigning the bike and, and presumably the bike plus. Yes. And he that, said they had to do a, re, a design cycle. Yeah. Interestingly, he never mentioned tread plus not one time. Yeah. And not he, one time. And he said that the goal was to reduce the weight. 
Yes, which obviously that does so so that does not Matt, that does not bode well for Tread Plus returning. That's I'll just say that, or at least not being on Amazon. Yeah, but I guess at the price point that's going to be at, maybe that makes sense. It might, and, or maybe that's a premium product that people can get, and it's just going to cost a lot more. Right, that could be too. Yeah. You know, eventually it's going to come back, but it's going to cost a lot more. Is there anything else on Amazon that we didn't ca- talk about? We might circle back, guys. Yeah. There's a lot to talk about here. It's all that comes to mind. So. so then he talked about, let's talk about the rental program. So the rental program he talked about was incredibly successful. And now I have been viewing all of these pricing changes and the rental changes because some days they have the bike plus on there. Some days they don't have the bike plus on there. It just seems like effing chaos. Okay. But when I hear Barry talk about it and this, this is returning point for me, it sounds like a B testing. It is a B testing. Like he's like, well, basically we're going to throw a bunch of shit at the wall and see what sticks. Right. Okay, I'm on board with that, Barry. That's you how got you get me. Data. You got me. Yeah. yeah, like that makes sense to me. Like you're not just sitting there stagnant, waiting for a year, and then maybe something changed, and right. then you change direction. Um, I, I actually respect the man uh, for being like, we need to be uh, quick, we need to be nimble, we need to be able to change stuff, and so part of that is throwing a bunch of stuff at the wall, making seeing what sticks. Okay, right. you got me. I'm right. on board. Okay, so getting back to the rental thing, there was so much interesting stuff about that because he was talking about like when they put the bike plus back into the rental program, uh, he said that over nine weeks, it grew 35%. By by just by adding Bike Plus in and adding some marketing dollars to yeah. it, and now that so that tell and he said without adding the marketing in, like if you look over thirteen weeks, it was seventy four percent growth, just adding Bike Plus in, and that tells me people want to rent the Bike Plus, yeah, like they're interested in it. They're more interested in the Bike Plus than they are the bike. So that's what that told me, right. which I was fascinated about. Yeah. I thought it was interesting about the renting thing. I always saw that renting a bike is more of like, I've got a vacation home. I only need a bike for a few months where they see it more as it's a value proposition. You know, like it's another version of an installment plan. They do. And it also sounds like that's skewing younger. Uh, They said that it's skewing younger. That makes sense from a financial perspective, but also that it's more female, which they were surprised at, but overall has the effect of adding to their TAM, which is amazing. Um, So that's really cool. And I'm really curious about the fact that you, you can't be a current Peloton member to do those rentals. You can't, you have to be a brand new person. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So Um, there's, so there is no, I'm going to rent one for my vacation home. No, that's what we talked about. Like people can't, I mean, you could probably get around it. There's ways, Yeah, you you know, create a new account or something. Yeah. 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 Like put it in your neighbor's name, whatever. Yeah. It's possible. But I mean, that's a lot of work. So, and I'm sure there's people doing it. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think your average is a significant percentage. No, no. So that was super interesting and sounds like uh, that is going to be a really big part of the growth strategy next year. And then he also talked about, what was it, rents, there was rental and then there was um, the refurbished program. Yeah. That was doing very well also. Now, those are small numbers. Like he was talking about, that was really small numbers, but that's important that it's doing well. And it was interesting because they talked about, they, somebody asked the question, like, what are going to be the most important drivers of growth over the next year? And he talked about, in this order, I believe, the renting the rental and the 
refurbished. And then, interestingly, he threw the rower in there, which I thought was really interesting. He thinks that's going to end up... He, But he also said, but he also said... Dude, rower's going to be expensive. Yeah. When the when the CEO tells you that this right. rower is going to be expensive, y'all watch out. Like, I think we got a four thousand dollar rower on our hands. I do. You think it's that? You think it's that little? Or do you I think do. It's be more? No, I think it's that expensive because an average rower, like hydro and other stuff like that, is around like twelve to eighteen hundred. Okay. And so I think they're coming out with a incredibly premium product. Now, they seem to think this is going to be the best rowing product on the market. They, they seem to think, and, and we're talking about, um, in a little bit, you're going to hear us talk about the Peloton Profit visited us, and we have a bunch of details about the rower. But according to Barry, he says, this is the best premium rower out there. It's going to completely change the experience. Uh, they seem to think it's, it's, it's everything. Everything. Interesting. Yeah. Now he also said it'll it'll <laughs> he wasn't sure how it's going to resonate with people paying that much. So yeah. uh, you could also see the pricing strategy change on that because go back to throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. Right. So um, and they talked about we're going to continue to right size the company to match our run rate. So that means you could addition you could see more cuts that could happen. Like they're they are not taking that off the table. That is absolutely still on the table. Yeah. Uh, somebody asked how many stores are you closing? We don't know. Like literally they. They are taking it day by day, which could be good or bad. But I like that they're they're proactive in their strategy, but they're reactive in if it's not working, change it. Right. And I do think that that is necessary at this point. For sure. So it was also interesting to me that as they talk about going forward, that that strategy of, okay, we're going to have the rower, we're going to have all these other things. He talked about content and in our instructors as he, he used the words crown jewel, um, and he, he feels like that is the best thing they have going. That is their differentiator from everybody else in the market, which I agree with. And explains why you've, uh, with all their cuts, you're never seeing you've instructors. You've not seen one cut in the level of instructors. In fact, they keep bringing on more. And they will continue to because we know they're hiring people for the rower. Right. Well, they've already hired well, them. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, that's happening. And so I, I think that that gives us a very good clue. We're not going to see any cuts with instructors. I mean, something catastrophic would have to occur yeah. for us to get rid of instructors. I love how I still say us, but it's nice. Cause I'm saying us again. <laughs> I feel I, no, I mean, it's the first time I felt good about anything in months. Like this is, and it's weird because just yesterday I'm like, Oh my God, they put it up on Amazon. That's the end of the world. Right. You know? And now I'm like, Oh, so it's not so bad. the tone of the, what comes after this. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's very different. I feel better. I'm like, okay, this isn't so bad. Like they, they actually, you know, they're they're really being thoughtful about things, and so yeah, I don't, I, I'm I'm shocked that I feel that way. Yeah. But I'm really glad that that indicates our instructors aren't going anywhere. They talked about the studio, and somebody asked the question about like, aren't you going to have more people in the studio? And he was like, I mean, we might add more classes to our current studios. We're not adding more studios. It's too expensive. Yeah. So for all y'all that keep hounding about this West. Coast studio. It isn't happening. Just right. let it go. Uh, it's not going to happen. Um, at least in the foreseeable future. I right. mean, this current world we have, who knows what will happen five years from now. I thought the uh, pre-core stuff was interesting. Yes, thank you. I'm so glad you brought that up. So somebody asked about pre-core. I did something right. <laughs> uh, this is why I wanted you to listen. Um, uh, to and what? <laughs> what? Huh? 
What? Exactly. <laughs> I'm glad I had you for 30 seconds. Uh, but somebody asked about pre-court. It, Barry said two very differing statements. So the first statement he says is, well, we told you that if, uh, if it's not connected fitness, we're not going to focus on it. Well, that sounds pretty bad for pre-court. Right. right. But then 10 seconds later, he said, but they have been incredibly helpful with our commercial business. We haven't been focusing on it. Um, year over year growth was 35% on commercial and they're not even trying. Right. So what happens when they put marketing dollars behind yeah. that? I thought it sounded very positive. It the did. Future. The first sentence sounded like, I know. Dun, 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 dun. I, I it agreed. I was, and I was just like, well, that's weird because it seems to me as a novice that like putting more Pelotons in hotels, I mean, because John Foley, and I know we can't always go about what John Foley said anymore, but John Foley used to always talk about how they felt like when there was a bike in a hotel, it sold bikes yeah. because people would sample it and then they'd go buy one. And so you would think over time, if you can just start make, you know, Precor puts them in a position to make Peloton bikes just ubiquitous in hotels as people swap out or upgrade their equipment. And, you know, the obvious choice would be to put a Peloton in because so many people are going to have Pelotons. So many travelers are going to have Pelotons. So when they when they travel, I mean, you saw it right now. We're in Dallas, and yeah. you went down. They had five Pelotons in the hotel. You went down this morning. They were all full. They were. And and you know that those are people who probably have Pelotons at home now, and they want to use them on the road. Absolutely. And but it's also a great way for people to sample. So I think the the idea that that Precore is working well for them, I think bodes very well for Peloton is a whole long term. Yeah, it's a whole nother revenue stream. And they basically said, we're not gonna talk about it right now. We're gonna have a lot more to share soon. Yeah. So I think we're gonna see in the next six months, I'm gonna give it six months, we're gonna hear more transparency, more understanding about the long term, like what does Precore actually do? But they seem to be happy with the acquisition. They seem to be happy with how it's going in general. So hopefully we do hear a good report and it continues to go well. Like you said, I think that's only good for them. It's a whole yeah, other. I mean, I, I get that it's not necessarily connected fitness because they sell a lot of other products. They, you know, the Stair, I know Stairmaster is probably a brand name, but things like that, but which aren't connected fitness. But it seems to me if the company's sitting there making money, why would you get rid of it? Yeah. It, unless you just need an infusion of cash and you can sell it and move on. Yeah. And, and when they, when they talked about their right sizing, they said that regardless of what occurs in the next year, they're going to keep a billion dollars worth of cash that's happening. Yeah. So as they, which is smart. That's the same financial strategy you and I have. Absolutely. Is we like to keep a billion on hand. Just, right. Just, it's like pocket change, you know, right. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People are like, Oh, now we know why there's so many ads. <laughs> Cause we have a billion dollars on hand. Hopefully y'all know we're joking. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so is there anything else in the call to, um, I think we hit it all. We hit pre-core. We talked about Amazon. We talked about, um, Should we touch on the shit show that was the CFO response? <laughs> I, you know what? Uh, sounds okay, like so, they had asked me the question. So Barry, <laughs> Barry handpicked the CFO, you know, they worked together at Netflix and, uh, so he brought her in. Right. I miss, I miss the other one. And, uh, <laughs> This lady, I don't even remember what the question was anymore. That's okay, neither does she. Yeah. And so the person asked the question, Barry has to explain. Oh, it was, 
out of cost of goods sold, out of all the, the things that you have done in reductions versus the raising of the prices, which is going to be more impactful to the bottom line in the next year? And it's a pretty straightforward right, question. Yeah. Barry had to explain it to the CFO. Right. That's not a good sign. That does not fill me with confidence. Right. And then even after he explained it, he went on to answer a different question and came back to the CFO to answer the question. And she still was like, so let me understand what you're asking. <laughs> it was it was awkward. It was like real awkward. It was the exact opposite of how it used to be like. I don't know. Barry used to be sound like he didn't know what was talking right. about, and the CFO had it all in control. They gave her extra time to answer, like she had an IEP. I, it was. <laughs> it was. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. Yeah. Now she did end up answering it, and it's sort of. I mean, I don't even remember what the answer was. Like, I mean, well, this year we're going to see lift from raising of the prices, and who knows what's going to happen next year. I guess from all these stores that they will be closing, or the changes that they're making with Last Mile, it sounds like we're not going to see any of the financial impacts of that until next year because like as you make those changes you then have to go over to this other place take money out of that place right. to like then cost money over here i also real quick i thought it was interesting when he when they were talking about the closing of the stores and the savings and that you one they you wouldn't see any savings on that until 2024 but then he added that he would ideally like to see no savings from that. He would like to take all that money that they do save and roll it into marketing. Yes. yes. Which tells me that even though Peloton is kind of a ubiquitous name brand at this point, you know, akin to Coke or Pepsi, that they still feel like throwing marketing money at the wall juices sales. Well, not only that, I don't know if you heard this part, but he said, he talked about brand awareness and he said like out of all the products that people have in their home for Peloton, 94% of them are bikes, 94%. I so it. I believe that too. Yeah. But then he talked about brand awareness and he was like 20% are aware of the tread, 20%. And then he talked about the app, 4%. Wow. 4%. And so when, so fitness as a service, we really didn't touch on this part of it. This is the last part we should probably talk on. He talked a lot about fitness as a service. So you can absolutely bet your ass you are going to see Peloton on other things. I don't know what that's going to look like. Right. I have no idea who's going to be having it, but yes, he, he loves the idea of everyone out there using Peloton on their app. He said that was a huge driver. That was a huge increase of year over year. And they, he feels like that is the, the place where they need to dig the deepest. They need to lean into that. So he wants to lean into that. He wants to lean into the rental program. He wants to lean into the pre-corp acquisition next year. Um, so all of those things will be growing. And he really felt like the app is the biggest thing. And he also talked about the key there is personalizing it. And he talked about like right now, when you log onto your bike, it says like, take these classes. And he's like, there's a little bit there. It's like stuff that you interact with instructors you've taken. He's like, but most of it's stuff that we just think you should do. He wants to make it like Netflix. And he literally said yeah. that. He was like, what made Netflix the best is that when you log into it, it's like, here's things we know you're gonna right. like. You We're gonna serve you up at these these examples because we know- You like true crime? Done. Here's 90 things about serial killers. And I have to say, I do love that about Netflix. It's true. And yeah. he talked about Spotify. It's the same thing. I mean, I love the fact that when I do build a playlist right. and then, then it'll be like, hey, we know what you like so much. Now we can magically add tracks you probably didn't think of. And they're freaking right every time. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, I never even thought about that one. See, it, it frustrates me a little bit more in the entertainment world because 
I do like a lot of different things. And so I don't want to just get the same thing fed to me over and over again. So, I, you know, I don't tend to go past that first screen on Netflix. And I am wondering, like, how much content is out there that I'm not even touching? But from a fitness concept or ecosystem, I feel like it makes infinitely more sense because if you're focused on strength, then yes, here's more strength. Or if you're focused on cardio, then yes, here's more cardio. So like, well, you could take it one step further because my, my personal training like aspect, I want it. What I wanted to be able to do is go, you're working on running. You're trying to get fast. Here right. you go, Crystal. Here are the things you should sure. be doing. Here's strength you should be taking. Here are the classes you should be taking to really drive home your goals. That's what I want it to be able to do. Yeah. So I'm hoping they take it there, but it sounds like that's quite a bit down the road. Like right. they, they aren't there yet, but it's coming. And so, uh, they also talked about that if as that fitness as a service, you're going to get more depending on how much you pay. And they said, they're going to figure out that pricing for the app as they go. I hear that as like right now you can get the app for as little as 1295 a month. But if you want to have access to strength and rowing and boxing and, you know, and on and on and on, that price might go up. Right. If you want to have access to the metrics, that price might go up. Um, if you want to have access to have things uh, given to you so that here's the examples, like the AI we were just talking about, that price might go up. So they, they're trying to figure out the best way to do that and what people are willing to pay. So I think we're going to continue to see prices go up and down. I think we're going to continue to see marketing go up and down. I think we're going to continue to see things tried changes made like these live boot camps you'll hear about that later those went away they're, now they're trying to add other stuff to the, the thing everything is in flux and will continue to feel chaotic because they're trying to figure out what works and and my favorite line that he said today was i can't pretend to tell you how successful it's going to be or which one of these initiatives is going to work but i can tell you i am confident that in conjunction like in Working together, right. they will work. And I actually have confidence in that. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's interesting to watch it play out. It is. Hopefully this doesn't confuse you all too much compared with what the rest of me said. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't as down on the Amazon thing as you were. So, <laughs> so I look like a genius now. Well, I don't know about that. Well, no, I know. I don't like the word genius. You like, you prefer visionary. I prefer visionary. So anyway, so uh, I guess that's it for this segment. We will now return you to your regularly scheduled clip out already. In Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? Well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away a hundred or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, and they also come in like a million different colors and styles. For your $25, you're not sacrificing comfort, safety, or style. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving the Clipout listeners free shipping on their first order. Just go to gooder.com slash TCO. That's G-O-O-D-R.com and use code TCO to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. 
if you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste texture size yes none of that with hero bread no because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs they have like no substance to it (laughs) it's like eating air it is and hero bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread like i did not feel like i was giving up something i was surprised at how big each slice of bread was here's the real test of a piece of bread (laughs) i didn't make a sandwich with these I just had toast Which you love Because you have toast Almost every day I do It was the (laughs) best textured Bread of this sort That I've ever had And if you're doing the math It's zero to one grams Of net carbs Zero gram sugar And high in fiber So don't give up Being a breadhead. Hero Bread Is offering 10% Off your order Go to Hero.co And use code TCO at checkout That's TCO At H-E-R-O Dot C-O Progress Peloton in the news. Big, big news this week in the world of Peloton and presumably in the world of Amazon as it was announced that they are partnering up and you can now purchase a Peloton bike and guide and shoes and I guess eventually merchandise. I believe apparel as well. Right. Um, I don't know if the apparel is up yet. I thought the apparel was up as well. Um, I, I typed in Peloton and Amazon. And no, no apparel showed up? And I up. didn't see any apparel. Okay. I just saw a bike, a guide, and a pair of shoes. Okay. Well, then, at least for now, there is no apparel. But apparel will be coming. And it is important to note, it is the regular bike, not the bike plus. So your theory on why you can get a bike, but not a bike plus. Yeah. My theory is because they have on the bike plus that swivel screen, right? And mm-hmm. I think that it's slightly more complicated to put together. Not like it, it takes a you know, rocket scientists. I don't mean that. But what I I do think is that they're trying to, they said they've been tinkering around with, you know, putting the regular bike out there for people to be able to do home delivery and put it together themselves. So I think that's been a work in progress. And I don't think they've had a chance to do that exact same process with the bike plus yet. So my theory is they're going to try it, perfect it on the bike then we will be seeing it on the bike plus somewhere down the road. Okay. I thought it was interesting when you go to Amazon right now, it, it, it lists delivery is free. It, it, it is interesting because now I know everybody's thinking, well, yeah, delivery is free because you can, you don't need to put it together. You can still put it together yourself. But Tom looked into it to like test out the different options. And not only was the version free that you'd had it delivered to your doorstep, and you deliver it yourself, but also if you choose to put it in another room right. and they deliver it, all of those options were and, free. And it was up to two flights of stairs, up or down. Anything more than that, I guess, presumably is extra. But you know what? I just had a, an epiphany, Ooh. if you will. I wonder if delivery was listed as free because we are Amazon Prime members. Do you think non-Prime members? I don't think yet. Okay. I, I don't think yet. There was nothing in that article that indicated Prime members at this moment would be treated any differently. Gotcha. But that doesn't that doesn't mean that it's not, and I just didn't catch it. Yeah. But they didn't say anything about that. Wasn't it shocking that they said in the article 500,000 searches were done each month on Peloton? 
Yeah. I mean, like, in, in the Amazon search engine. Right. Yeah. Within Amazon itself, there mm-hmm. are 500,000 organic searches for Peloton every month. I mean, that's an incredible number. Yeah. And, and so, you know, I don't like the optics. My gut says, ew, when I hear the optics of like, it's available on Amazon. But, Which is weird because we buy stuff off Amazon all the time. I know, but like... The problem is, it was just last week that Barry said, we're going to raise these prices so we can make the brand a luxury brand again. Right. And I was going to go down the same avenue you are, which is like, if I don't necessarily think aspirational and Amazon. Yeah. So that's the problem I have with it. It's not even that it's being sold on Amazon. It's the fact that last week you raised the prices because you want to be aspirational. This week, you throw it up on Amazon. And I'm just like, those two things things don't match like they just don't they're not they don't make logical sense together right um but having said that i think when i hear that many searches being done organically i do think it would kind of be dumb of peloton to not put the items out there on amazon and keep thinking that we need to move forward and also it's a convenient i mean it's a convenient excuse to yeah. <laughs> I mean I will say like I'm I'm lazy in that regard if I see something on Amazon even if it's you know a few dollars more a lot of times I'm just like it's just easier to do it on Amazon well and I also meant that it's a it's a convenient way for Peloton to simultaneously close down all these retail locations sure. and then you know throw the stuff up on on Amazon at the same time like I mean they're kind of making it seem like they weren't connected but they clearly were connected right. there was thought there was forethought that went this into is it clearly a precursor to, to store closures yeah. that it's like oh you can just go on Amazon and order it easy peasy I also think it's interesting or I feel like it's worth pointing out to echelon this is what it looks like when someone has a partnership with Amazon. Amazon announces it. Right. Yeah. And then there's lots of news articles. I guess yeah. you, they had news articles for about 12 hours until Amazon was like... These aren't the, real. Pump the brakes. Who are you? Yeah. That in a nutshell is my biggest problem with Echelon. Yeah. Also interesting in this article is that Kevin Cornelius said that he's going to look to other retailers for similar deals to extend its reach. So so. Do we have a Best Buy situation? Will we see it in Costco? Or are we going to only see it online? And I should also mention that when you looked it up to see how much it costs and everything, that was um, available in the St. Louis area where we live in the suburbs. But there were people that were looking in other areas. Like uh, I saw one person posting the clip out. I don't remember who, but they said they lived like an hour, like in a rural area in Colorado. And right. they, they could not access gotcha. the Amazon deal. Yeah. I, if I had ordered one today, we could have had it by Saturday. And you said the guide could have been here tomorrow. The guide could have been here. They said between 4 and 8 a.m. And I this I was looking at it around noon. Yeah. So that's incredible. I think what'll be interesting is to see can Amazon deliver better than XPO delivered? And I mean bring it into your house, put it right. together. Will Amazon use a third party that we don't know about yet? Or, you know, is there some kind of like third party deal? Like do they have a three way deal where it's like XPO, Amazon and Peloton? You know, there's just so many things we deal. don't <laughs> There's just so many things we don't know. Now buy a Peloton at (laughs) adamandeve.com. And the other question, I saw somebody say, I thought it was a good question. We're never going to know the answer. But like, how much is Amazon getting out of every every single bike? I mean, they're never going to tell us that information. But it is an interesting question. Can you back out of it? But if this gets you out of having stores, 
okay, if even if they get a little bit more than you maybe would have wanted, if you don't have to have a store open, you don't have to have all those employees. And obviously, if an employee sold one, they got a commission. So, well, Amazon is just better at logistics. I mean, that's right. what they do. Yeah, that's, that's what and, they do. And we should also say that the stock market positively loved this. Yeah, it went up twenty percent, which sounds so good. You know, but it, but it's not. It, right. Well, like it, you're thinking like twenty percent. That sounds great, and it is right. Like that's yeah, a that, big, that's a good number. That's a big jump for. But then you look at the stock price, and you're like, it went up twenty percent, and it's at eleven dollars. Yeah, like oh, <laughs> like oh, that was that's yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, they're on Amazon now. I I, I think ultimately it's a good thing. And it does seem like a little bit of a mixed message in terms of it's aspirational, but it's on Amazon. But I do think if it brings you any peace, Crystal, you can think of it like maybe this is leftover John Foley, the democratization of fitness. You could get it on Amazon. Mm, I don't know. I don't think it is. I don't think it is because it all came from Kevin and it came from Barry, but right. there was no mention of John. And John's in Mexico right now. So. <laughs> you make it sound like he's on the lamb. <laughs> no, he's on vacation, <laughs> according to his Instagram. Not that I'm stalking him. Um, because I'm really not. I just happen to see it in my feed. Uh, you know, Jill and I have the same birthday. So sure, I assume, your, birth, your birthday buddies. Yeah, birthday yeah. buddies. So I assume they're on a birthday trip. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I I have mixed feelings about it. Like, I want the company to succeed and I want them to be around and I want us to have the content and I want all those things to happen. And so, you know, there's going to be things happen that I'm not a fan of. I just, it kind of irritates me that like everything I feel is kind of squicky. The stupid stock market is like, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm like, stop it. You guys are the problem. You guys are the problem. If it weren't for the greediness of the stock market, yeah. But then on the other hand... It just can reward weird things sometimes. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's not really their fault. I just want somebody to blame right now. (laughs) (laughs) A visit from the Peloton Profit. Subscribers to Patreon already know this information, but here it is for everyone else. The Peloton Prophet came by and gave us all sorts of details about the rower. Yeah. Yeah, like lots. Lots. lots This is super in-depth. This is is beyond what we... Way beyond what we've heard so far. So, (laughs) I have to tell everybody, one of our friends that we uh, had a few too many drinks with last night uh, just... Stop by the booth. Though they're outside yeah. watching us podcast, so I had to I had to wave at them. Um, okay, so this is really important that you guys know because this is not based off of us trying to see like an instructor posting something in the background or like one of the the people who make the rower accidentally leaving you know the specs laying out on their table right. or something like this is based on a person who's actually used it and they are saying that um, I was right I have to I have to just start with the fact that I was right okay. um, because back when they showed that like half a second clip of Adrian mm-hmm. on the rower do you remember that I said that looks like it stands up because I see that it has a foot on the bottom. So it doesn't fold. It stands. And I also said it looks like it's like eight feet long because it's Adrian plus two feet. And I was right on both of those counts. So here we go. We have it stands up. It does not fold in half at all, but it does flip up on its end and it is a full eight feet long. It's very like thin. It's only like a foot wide. The 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 largest... (laughs) 
I'm waiting for Tom to make his joke. Um, <laughs> the, the <laughs> if you want to hear all my length and girth jokes, you that can, is also in the bonus yeah, episode. <laughs> we have to keep it semi-clean over here. But the there's like the only part of it that's not like really, really thin mm-hmm. is the part where the actual screen is. And the screen is the same size as the Bike Plus and the smaller tread. So now the screens are going to be the same for all three. Um, so that'll make it easy. Now, one of the really cool things with the rower is that whenever it does stand up, it has like this arm that stows the actual um, handle to do your rowing and, and it stows it automatically. Like it's really cool looking apparently. Yeah. And then the other interesting thing about it is that it has form assist. Now people have been saying we're getting some kind of form assist for a long time, but it's not on the roadmap, like for the guide. And it is, it does exist for the rower. And my theory why it does for one and not the other is that there are very few movements that you need to have in the library, if you will, to be able to correct people's form for the rower compared to like the guide where you could be doing bicep curls or you could be doing overhead presses. And there's just like a million different movements. Right. And a million different ways to do it wrong. Exactly. Exactly. It's a lot harder. So the form assist apparently is very, very cool because... It sounds like you're saying pharmacist. Oh, form (laughs) assist. And I probably should have started this episode by saying, I, you guys are very, very lucky that I am even doing this episode today because I have not been that sick after drinking (laughs) in years. I didn't... It was not a pretty morning. Let's just say that. And so maybe that's why I can't talk, but, right. but it is form assist. So it's cool. It's little guy front and back. Little guy front and back. He lives on the top of your screen and it's like up in the upper left-hand corner, I think. And it shows when you're doing the form correct and when you're doing it wrong. So like, let's say that you were, you're rowing and you're using your arms and your legs and it'll be like, oh, your knees, your knees will light up red. Like you're not doing that right. And then if you fix it, if you fix your form, then it could go back to green. Now, I have been told that apparently it's a little bit distracting because you're constantly trying to perfect your form, but I'm right. sure that's like you get better at that as sure. you go. And you can tap on the form assist to make him go away. Form, little guy front and back. You can tap on him to make him go away, not the pharmacist. Who knew little guy front and back was a pharmacist? I know, he's got a degree. And when you keep saying pharmacist, it's like, oh, I guess part of strength training is they just give you steroids. No, no. And uh, the other interesting thing is that you get a form score at the end. So little guy front and back gives you a report and he tells you how well you did. And he will tell you in which areas you need to improve and which areas you did okay. And the only thing that the person who told me about this, they weren't exactly excited about was that like in a 30 minute class, let's just say you get like a 10th of the output you get on like the bike, for example. Yeah. And the, they think that part of the reason for that is because there's so much form. They go over so much. There's so much assistance in like setting up. Here's how you row. Here's how you use your arms. Here's how you use your legs. In a 30 minute class, they only got seven minutes of actual rowing time. But again, these are early days and they want to make sure that everybody knows how to use it. So they're kind of assuming you haven't used a rower before. So if you've already, if you come in having already used a rower or once you've done it for a while, you presumably won't be taking those sorts of classes. Exactly. And I, and I really do think that's something that's going to be quickly fixed. Um, and because it's not really a problem, it's just kind of, they want to have these like 
basic classes for people. And they did the same thing when boxing came out and, and they quickly moved formats and it was fine. You also want to note that there are different... Okay, so we know that Caesar has been like the code name for the rower the whole time. Right. But there's also like Pelican and Goose. And so we don't know if those are like different types of training groups that are out there, testing groups that are out there. You do need to put the mount on the wall for the rower to actually stand upright and be stowed away. And at least for the people testing, you needed to put the actual mount in yourself and they required you to take a video. So I think they're still trying to kind of tweak that. And going back to our Amazon discussion earlier, I believe that that is going to be another item where they're like, here's the rower, put it together yourself. I think that's what they're going to want from people. Yeah. And that they're wanting the the testers to send videos so they can kind of see where people struggle as mm-hmm. they install things. Yes. Yeah. You won't be probably won't be required to send a video. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> that, yes. You will not be required. Just the testing people. And um, whenever you do stow the uh, rower, the entire screen like folds all the way down. Like a la- it looks like a laptop the way it collapses. So it makes it very neat and compact. As far as people teaching, we have confirmed just like we were told earlier, Matt Wilbers will be teaching and as well as Adrian Williams. We already knew that. And we know there's three more instructors coming. And we also know that Matt, of course, is very technical. He's always he's always going to be a technical dude, uh, spends a lot of time talking about forms and drills. The classes, are, um, they have forms and drill classes that are about 10 minutes. There are 15, 20 and 30 minute rowing classes. There's nothing longer than that right now for just pure rowing. And then there are 30 and 45 minute boot camps. At the moment, there are only six. There are also Tabata rowing classes. There are advanced interval classes. And during the boot camps, apparently they do not do as much explanation, which is what you want. You know, it's what you would expect. There are also music based classes. Overall, the screen looks very similar, but the high fives are in a different spot. They're over at the top and little guy front and back. Uh, lives where the high fives currently are. Uh, leaderboard looks the same. It's kind of in a different spot. Now it's okay. I guess the high fives are above the leaderboard. Um, and then the heart rate monitor, all of that connects the same way. It shows at the bottom. So it's the new layout that you've been seeing on the tread and the bike for a few weeks now. And uh, there are no classes with the new instructors yet. Three weeks of testing have been done. Well, four weeks now. They're saying a total of six to eight, which is going to put mean that it's going to be out at Labor Day, just like I said. So, yeah. Uh, the only thing that this person had any issue with was the class format. And they kind of felt like it could be an issue for people who have very small spaces because it is just really large. Yeah, it, it looks massive. Also, the the music, the only song they play is Row, Row, Row Your Boat. <laughs> that could be a problem. Which gets a little tiresome. <laughs> oh, I also forgot to mention that um, when they do teach like the form, like they're like, okay, focus on the arms and they're teaching those different pieces of it. Like in that 30-minute class when mm-hmm. I said there's only seven minutes of rowing. Right. Well, during the other pieces where they're breaking down things, the metrics stop. So at the t- at this moment, metrics stop when you do that. Metrics also stop if you want to take a drink of water. You have to completely stow your handle. And when you do that, then the metrics stop. So they do cue that, though. But it could be an issue that they need to work out um, because it 
it's leading to a lot lower output. So they, need, they might need to find a way to make things keep moving a little faster. Did you talk about the fact that there doesn't seem to be a button oh, I didn't. Thank on you. the handle yeah. for high fives? Yeah, we've been hearing all this chatter about that there's a way to use some kind of button on the handle. And this person took pictures of every angle of those the handle that is on their rower. And there is no button. There is no way to do any kind of high five with the, the handle out. You would have to stow the handle. Not to say that there's not other kinds of testing out there. You know, maybe Pelican is different than the other goose or whatever. And one has it and one doesn't. I don't know. But at this moment, the person who we talk to, they have no handle. There's no way to actually high five somebody using the handle. Okay. Well, there's... Everything we know about the rower, we know a lot of new stuff. Yeah, a lot of really good stuff. People are very excited about the rower. I think it's going to be a hit for Peloton. I really do. I hope so. God knows they need one. They do. Peloton in court. Who's suing Peloton now? We have an update on the uh, lawsuit from investors saying that they were lied to (laughs) about expectations from Peloton. Yeah. We were told the stock price would only ever increase. Yeah. So <laughs> so this is a direct quote from the article. Peloton shocked, and it's in quotes, investors, the original complaint states by announcing it had revised its full year revenue guidance down from $5.4 billion to a range of $4.4 billion to $4.8 billion due to declining demand as its customers were increasingly free to exercise outside the home. As we all know, <laughs> the stock then declined from 104 to 3184 on January 19th. Oopsie. And um, yeah, it's been it's been rough since then. But Peloton, the update here is that Peloton has filed a motion to throw the whole thing out and they go through this whole big long spiel, which basically says, yeah, yeah, we didn't lie to you. We told you like is the second I, that we knew. I love this this quote. In other words, Peloton told investors exactly what it, this is from Peloton. Yeah. In other words, Peloton told investors exactly what it expected demand to be and then exceeded those expectations. Then as soon as Peloton saw signs of slowing demand heading into the traditionally busy holiday season, it told investors and lowered future guidance. This is the opposite of securities from yeah, like we I, did the things. I will be very curious to see if this gets thrown out directly. Uh, I don't know if it'll get thrown out, uh, if it'll get dismissed, but I do think that they're going to end up winning this because because they everyone, did the everyone, they, they, like, they did do the things, and everybody, everyone had a shitty year. Like yeah. look around, and, <laughs> and and I, I mean, I remember those earnings call and John Foley saying that oh, this is not what we expected. Like we're, things are changed, and they were adjusting on the fly, and and it, you know, and it certainly wasn't pretty, but it was also not hidden. It, it wasn't, but I, I will say the only the only little hiccup there is in that is that like. They were like, we don't need any cash. We're good. And then like two days later, they did a big cash funding raise thing. That was that was not great. Yeah, that's not a good look. Um, But that's not that's not securities fraud either. I don't I think that's just not not reading the room. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So we'll see. Getting this psychological edge with Dr. Jen. Joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube is Dr. Jen Mann, licensed marriage, family, and child therapist and sports psychology consultant. She also has a wonderful app you should check out called No More Diets. It's Dr. Jen. Hello. Hello. 
Uh, so we have a person who needs your help. They are looking for help with portion control during work hours. They know that they are struggling to fulfill a void from a very unfulfilling job, but they are still struggling to not eat as they sit there. So do you have any thoughts on what they could do? For sure. Many thoughts. First of all, I love the hunger scale. The hunger scale is that scale from zero to 10. Five is neutral. If you think of your hunger in terms of these numbers, if you go up the scale higher, that 10 is so full, you're gonna, your stomach's going to explode Thanksgiving full. Six is, yeah, I can tell I have food in me, but I'm not stuffed. Seven is full. Eight is stuffed. Nine is paid. Going the other direction, we're back to five is neutral. Four is, I think I'm hungry, but I'm not sure. Three is, I'm definitely hungry. I know that I'm hungry. Two is, I am starving and I'm starting to get cranky and mean. And one is, I could faint. Zero is like, I'm on the floor. What you want to do is start eating when you are a three, which is solidly hungry. Not, I'm not sure if I'm hungry, which is a four. And you want to stop when you are a five or a six, when you are satisfied, you could run down the block if you had to, if someone was chasing, you're not so full that you're in pain. And in a situation like this, where you are turning to food to deal with emotions, boredom, anger, frustration, feeling trapped, all that kind of stuff, you really want, instead of looking at portion control, which I'm not a big fan of, that's very external. You want to go internal. You want to start to look at how is my body responding to this food? Because also sometimes we have days where we're hungrier than other days, where a three, we may, it may require more food to get us to a five. And another day it may require very little food, just kind of depending on where we're at. So I really want to encourage this person to focus in on the internal process and getting in touch with their hunger. Now in dealing with this unfulfilling job, that's another story. And if you're struggling at work, to kind of get through the day, then maybe you, depending on what your situation is, maybe you take little breaks where at some point you kind of go into the restroom and do a five minute Ross Raber meditation, or you go for a walk around the block, depending on what the rules are at, at your workplace. Or maybe you, um, you do a crossword puzzle. You do something to kind of take you out of that, something that gives you enjoyment and kind of, you want to kind of fill up the tank, the emotional tank in little ways throughout the day without using food to do that. Because food backfires that yes, it's fun in the moment, but then we end up feeling physically uncomfortable. We don't oftentimes sleep as well if we've overeaten or we've eaten really late. We end up feeling bad about ourselves because we didn't really listen to our body. We were giving our body stuff it didn't really want. But if we can find other ways to kind of deal with the frustration of the job situation, that's where you're best off. That makes sense. Yeah, Absolutely. Kind of attack it from both directions. Exactly. And, and also, if all of this, they're hearing all of this and like, I need a visual, you can check out my No More Diets app because I have a whole section where I talk all about the hunger scale. I have a drawing of it. And then if you want to use the app to put in your food, which might help you at work, you can each at each meal rate your hunger at the beginning and the end of each meal. And I've got like a little 
slider on the zero to 10 where you can do that just to kind of help you get in touch with yourself. What a great idea. Absolutely. Yeah, that's wonderful. And now I feel like I'm doing a magic trick because I didn't know when I went with the no more apps mentioned at the top of the show. <laughs> this I is where we were headed. I don't know what the questions are. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I, I don't tell you ahead of time. Yeah. I like to keep it fresh for you. And I wouldn't remember. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, that was perfect. <laughs> well, thank you so much for all that. Until next time, where can people find you? Um, on social media at Dr. Jen Mann, two ends on Jen, two ends on man. And I post all of my Peloton workouts on my Insta stories. And you can also find me at InStyle.com, InStyle Magazine. I have a weekly column called Hump Day with Dr. Jen, where I talk about sex and relationships. Wonderful. Thank you. Instructors in the news. Anna Greenberg had her baby. I wish that we could share our screen this week because that is one cute freaking baby. Uh, baby's name is Noah, and um, she had the baby about a week ago, and she shared on social media this week. And uh, another Rover's one of our- getting ready to come out. She <laughs> names the baby Noah. Strong it out. That's a great time. Um, and uh, that's, that baby is so cute and looks just like Anna. They had this one little uh, picture where it had like her smile. Oh, my God. It would look just like her. Like they're twinsies. It was adorable. <laughs> it really made me smile. So congrats to the whole Greenberg family. I know that dad's name is not Greenberg. Last name is not Greenberg, but I can't remember off the top of my head what it is. So just know that I send you all well wishes and congratulations. I don't know what Tom's doing. I'm pulling up this article. Oh, I so. thought you were looking up podcast stuff. No, it's uh, <laughs> so, so from coach.9.com.au. Okay. That rolls off the tongue. It does. But uh, Ross Rayburn talked to them about uh, sleep meditation. Yeah, yeah. So so I thought this was cool. I found this today um, that he had done an interview with an Australian magazine and talked to them about why sleep meditation is so important and how it can help you feel more rested. And all of that is true. And everyone knows that Ross has the best voice to put you to sleep. Ever. In a good way. Absolutely. In a good way. It is all good. Yeah. My voice puts you to sleep in a bad way. <laughs> So there is a uh, company, a new startup, Happy Viking, which is a special kind of food property thing, superfood. But wasn't that Serena Williams' new venture? Because she just announced that she is retiring from tennis. No, it's Venus. It's not Serena. It's Venus. Okay. Okay. So, okay. It's... Well, it says oh, led by both. Venus and Serena Williams. Okay, so, yeah. okay. Yeah, it's both of them. So the whole reason I included this, I just thought it was interesting, is Robin Arzan is one of their backers. Yeah. And they included that in the press release. Like, she's she is considered her own, like, they're like, it's included by heavy backers, including, and right. they have, like, Michelle Wee. And then they're like, oh, yeah, Robin yeah. Arzan. Kev Kevin Durant. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's, that's just crazy. That's a whole new level right there. Like Absolutely. when you're included in a press release because you invested in Serena and Venus Williams new company. That's right. crazy. So, just had to include that. Happy Viking. The UK studio is going to have uh should I, do I am I supposed to say carnival? I don't know carnival? because it's spelled like carnival, but I feel like it's called carnival. 
I don't know. I'm sure that um, one of our UK listeners can can let me know. Right. But it, I know it's a huge deal in the UK, and they are celebrating this weekend. They have some special classes. There are classes with uh, Jermaine and uh, Jocelyn and with Hannah Frankson. There's a 30-minute ride, and there's a 30-minute walk, and then there is a 10-minute core class. So lots to take and celebrate Carnival or, or Carnival, Carnival, depending on how you <laughs> Peloton Artist Collaboration. It's an artist collaboration of sorts. Uh, <laughs> T-Pain released a video this week of his audition. You I, can't hear, you can't see that I'm making air quotes. His audition to be a Peloton instructor. But I don't think you know the whole story behind this. And he, he was in a class, right? He was in two classes, okay. actually. Yeah. Um, and it was for the All for One Music Festival. And okay. so they were doing the T-Pain class, sure. obviously. Yeah. And, uh, and so I guess as part of... I guess he got a little silly and did an audition. And um, they this article, which will be included on in our newsletter, so make sure you subscribe. It actually shows this audition, and he like starts calling out all these people, and he's like, "Let's do this, James. What the fuck? Pick it up, buddy. Pick it up. You're letting Carol beat you. Look at that output. Terrible, terrible." <laughs> so I don't. I think suffice to say, I don't think we're going to see T Pain as a a new instructor anytime soon. But um, I thought it was hilarious. That is fine. Clip out. Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube from MetPro here to answer all of your nutritional questions. It's Angelo. Hello. Hi. Hey, guys. Great to be back. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's great to have you. And I know that you can identify with this question because it talks about Oreos. Hear me out. (laughs) You have my attention. (laughs) All right. So Rob Abramit. Abrahamowitz, I'm Abramowitz. Abramowitz. There that we go. makes a lot more sense. Yeah, it does. <laughs> well, he, Rob, he has to say having the kids home from school has actually been a lot harder to stick with healthy choices over the summer. He finds himself grabbing less healthy, faster options so he can get back to work and keep the kids happy in the moment. Trying to get the Oreos out of the house, not through his mouth. <laughs> yep. Yep. So. What so? What do we do about that? I, Adoption. I, I <laughs> Such a problem solver. Yes. <laughs> ignore, ignore Tom. Ignore Tom. <laughs> Rob, I actually th- this is the type of stuff we deal with every day, and this is as real as it gets. You know, I have great intentions. Once the kids are home and in the house, I need something that satisfies them. Um, so that there is a number of ways to go with this. The, the first thing that I want to say is the food, the clean, healthy foods that are going to be healthy and promote the progress you're after are also at their core and fundamentally the types of clean foods that you really want to create a family food culture around anyway. Now, I am not saying deprive your kids of Oreos once in a while, but here's the the typical advice that I give families that really struggle with the balance, the balance there. Take them out for ice cream, take them out for treats. You need those memories. You need those special occasions and they deserve it. You deserve it. What we want to do is get away from the family and and wellness culture of sugar processed, basically junk foods, 
being a normal part of our day to day. Oh, I come home from school. I, I have some junk food. Oh, I, I, you know, wake up in the morning and I had breakfast. Now I have some junk food. Uh, you know, oh, I ate dinner. Now I have some junk food. The kids can get away with it now. But let me tell you, if they have that habit all the way through their teenage years, speaking from experience, those habits are so hard. That culture becomes so ingrained. If they can associate those foods and treats with occasional, go out of the house, have it. Don't bring it home. It's just like anything. My problem is if I go to a friend's house and events and they have my favorite Oreos out, I can partake and have some self-control. The problem is if I bring Oreos into the house, see, <laughs> it's all over. <laughs> it's all over. Cause I eat them. See Rob, I eat them by the sleeve. Some people say, Oh, I just need two. And I'm good with that. I look at them like they have a third eye. You're I like, I'll take the rest of the package. <laughs> Thank exactly. you. Yeah. <laughs> so my solution is not having that stuff in the house. Now that to be said, I understand the dynamic. You're not going to go to the pantry and throw out everyone else's food because you have made a decision that for the next two weeks, you want to try changing your eating habits. I get that. So I'm going to tell you the same thing that I would, I, I tell any of friends or family of clients that I'm working with have good foods available. It's the absence of quick healthy foods available because I am willing to bet. See, the issue, Rob, is not an issue of willpower. It is an issue of speed, time management, brevity, and quick execution. I, I know that definitively as a fact. And we get a little, we get a little sideways because we hear a lot of these shows that are focused on the, the emotional element of eating and all of that is true. But when I'm working with clients day in and day out, what I can tell you, the number one reason by a massive margin when somebody is inconsistent with clean, healthy food choices is not I'm addicted to sugar, not I really need chocolate, not but Burger King is my favorite food. It is I got too busy and dot, dot, dot. That's the reality. So knowing that, knowing where our battleground is ahead of time, get ahead of that curve. The reason that you're opting for those quick, convenient packaged solutions that is quick, convenient for the kids, and then you're grabbing it also, is because you don't have an equivalent that's healthy and just as quick. But if you prepared a bunch of snacks in advance, um, I just had this conversation the other day with, with some clients. Here's a list of snacks. Pick. We went through 9, 10, 11 different options of super quick, low perishable, convenient, low messy, um, very time managed snacks. They picked out two or three that they said, yes, I like this. I said, perfect. I want you to make six of them tonight and text me a picture. I got a text back at the end of the week saying, you were right, Angelo. Having them prepared in advance, even though I work from home, having them prepared in advance made all the difference in the world. Sorry, I got, you know, caught up in my own soliloquy there, but <laughs> Rob, 
go and 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 make slice up some apple, put some string cheese, do some nuts, do some uh, yogurt and berries, make make a little healthy homemade parfait, have a get creative, come up with something you like, make enough for multiple days and for multiple family members. You'd be surprised what the kids think. And if they still opt for the other options, at least they're there and available for you. I promise it will make a huge difference. Just give it a shot. I have to tell you, I have been using your strawberries with Truvia lately, and I have been on a strawberry kick. I have been just enjoying it. Yes, I love it. So that's that's one of my takeaways from your your helpful hints. (laughs) You know, I find something else that helps is when you buy the Oreos, get the 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 prepackaged little snack pack of them. Actually, that in, is a good idea. Instead of the big giant family size of cookies because I know one psychologically you're more apt to go that gets put in a kid's lunch instead of there's a big package of cookies sitting there and then yeah. and then on the outside chance that you do cave <laughs> you grab like one of these little tiny packages instead of the instead whole of thing. taking a family thing of cookies and sitting <laughs> next to TV eating them. So like when when you do cave you do less damage because you're not going to you know those those Packages are pretty small. Look at you. Right. Maybe we can't. <laughs> we can so turn them into a Met Pro coach. As Look long at as that. It's <laughs> only advice on Oreos and chicken fingers. Then I'm your guy. Well, everyone has their specialty. That's right. Know? Yes, that's right. <laughs> well, thank you so much for all that. If people would like this sort of uh, nutritional fitness tips packaged specially for them, yes. where can they find you? <laughs> Metpro.co slash TCO. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, guys. <laughs> In case you missed it. Boot camps are going to look a little different. Yeah. Okay. Bike boot camps specifically. I okay. wanted to start there. Okay. Um, okay. So no more live boot camps. Um, people are wondering, what does this mean? I don't know exactly what it means, but my theory is no one's taking them live. Like, that's my theory. Right. And so... There's only so many hours in the day that these instructors can record. And I think they're trying to kind of figure out like how to have all the live classes on the weekend with the people Mm -hmm. and then record other stuff that can drop throughout the week. That's what I think they're kind of trying to manage to. Gotcha. Also, as a side note, people have been saying like, why are they not filming in the studio all the time? Why are they not letting people in? Mm -hmm. I have a theory. I have a theory that nobody has brought up as of yet. I have not heard this theory. People have been really complaining like they're not using it to capacity. They could be using it. We could get more money. But here's the thing. I think it's like a weekends only theory. Like, you know, that furniture store called weekends only. Mm -hmm. And they like save money by only bringing all those people in on the weekend. Right. I think that's what Peloton's doing. You think so? I do. I do. Because now you have to have all the support staff right. to manage all those people and the influx and like have the food available and have all this other stuff available. And so my theory is they're like managing. Okay. We know these are the busiest days. We know this is when everybody's going to want to be here the most. So let's focus on just spending money and having all those people there these three days. That's my theory. Hmm. So I don't know, but we'll see. Anyway, back to this. Sorry. I got distracted. So no more live boot camps for the bike, but... Now they are going to release this thing called a collection each week. The first one dropped on Monday. Now, what they're going to do is they're going to drop 
two new classes and then they're going to pull a class from the existing library and they're going to put it in the collection that week every Monday and that is your curated classes so if you take each of those bike boot camps you will have a well-rounded strength workout program every week that is their answer to making sure you have a well-rounded workout so you're always going to have an upper body you're always going to have a full body and you're always going to have a core so there that's going to happen every week and then uh, people have been very very concerned because Jess Sims did not have one of her classes included in the drop this week my understanding is she will from now on it was just a one-off no big deal but they are going to rotate through the different instructors as they pull out those classes from the existing library and the existing library will not change that will still be there nothing changes with that so potentially you're going to be able to find classes in the collection that week and you're also going to be able to find them in the library at two different places so it's a little different and it's going to be confusing to people and then the other thing I wanted to make sure to mention about boot camps is that yes Jess Sims will still be teaching them but the other big thing people have been asking is what's going on with Saturday 60. Now, I know I addressed this before, but (laughs) people are very concerned. (laughs) So I just want to say she's still teaching Saturday 60, but she's going to film it on Wednesdays. I think it's Wednesdays. I don't know. She records it earlier in the week and then it gets put out there on Saturday. So that's when it drops. It's not going to be filmed live. Okay. Yeah. That's a lot. It is a lot. Okay. But but they're still, they still exist. They still exist. So everybody can calm down. And there still seems to be live boot camps in general for the tread the only ones that are moving to this new format that's going to have the collection are the bike boot camps it's interesting in that you say that the prevailing theory is that people just weren't taking them live it's like it's odd to me that so people are taking the tread boot camps live in greater percentages than they're taking bike boot camps Yes. And my simple rationale for that, there's two reasons. One, because tread boot camps have just always been a thing. Like when you think, when you think like a tread boot camp and, and its existence, it's always been like, I run and then I hop off. And I do some weights and then I get back on the treadmill. Like that's just like a format people are very familiar with. Gotcha. The other thing is, is that a lot of people have this like mental block of getting off the bike, taking off their shoes. I get that. And then putting their shoes back on. There's a lot of people that just feel like, "Eh, I don't want to do that. I wouldn't do that. I get it. I mean, I wouldn't do any of it, but. (laughs) But you sure wouldn't do that. But if I was doing it, I wouldn't do that. It wasn't a big deal when I did it, but. There's just something different in my head. Like, I'd rather do a boot camp on a treadmill. I can't even explain it. It's just, it's a block for me. And I right. think it is for a lot of people. I just don't think it comes naturally. However, if you don't have a treadmill, right. it's you want to have the bike boot camps. What you got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Peloton birthday. August is drawing to a close. And, we, and you can tell because we only have got one birthday this week. <laughs> we, I mean, it, August is crazy. I know. For Peloton birthdays. I know. Uh, it's all those Leo babies. Yeah. So this week, August 31st, it's Kristen McGee's birthday. Happy birthday, Kristen. Checking in with the Peloton community. Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Jamie Brooks. Hey, Jamie. How's it going? Hey, everybody. I'm so casual. She's very like, hello, hello. (laughs) Jamie, I like to start these conversations by going back in time and finding out when you first heard about Peloton. When was that in the world for you? Oh, I've had friends that were OG Peloton members. I myself was a pandemic baby, as Um, I call them. So I ended up, a friend of mine actually got mine on a whim. A friend of mine said, 
you know, what, you know, she had just gotten a Peloton at the beginning of, of COVID and said, you should get one. We'll ride together. And I just, I said, okay. And so I ordered it in April and it arrived in May. So, nice. And I've had a blue dot ever since. Ah, very day. good. <laughs> so what, I'm one of those people. <laughs> Don't worry. We're fond of those people. But, <laughs> but I am curious, like, was it because of the pandemic itself and your friend that kind of pushed you over the edge? Or like, were you contemplating it before that you just hadn't, you know, went for it? Or was there something holding you back? I actually, a couple of months before the world shut down, I had actually kind of started taking a little better care of myself from a health standpoint, changed my diet and kind of started walking and working out. And so luckily I was kind of already on that path when the world completely shut down. So I was able to, you know, and, and I stopped traveling for work. I was work from home. It was like March 13th. It was like, boom. Yeah. So, uh, and I lived by myself. So it was kind of, you know, the suggestion of, oh, great, a little bit of accountability when I'm completely isolated would be great. And everybody I knew that had one was obsessed with it. So I, you know, heard conversations before. So I figured I'd take the next step. (laughs) The rest is history. So you pulled the trigger right away. Like, like yeah, I pretty much just said, you know, I, yeah, I, once she said that, I'm like, okay, good, perfect. We'll ride together. And, you know, someone will, will see me and know I'm supposed to be there and give me a hard time if I'm not. So yeah, that's it's nice to have that. Now, were you before the world shut down? Were you working out in any other way? Like, did you already have like your own system of things you did? I was just uh, walking at that point. I had just kind of gotten started to getting back to it and started going back to the gym a little bit and then just started building the habit and then like, boom. So it wasn't it would have been real uh, easy to slide back into old habits especially during the pandemic yeah. yeah and you live alone yeah like you had nobody like sitting on the couch you know giving you like if you saw somebody else like sitting there doing nothing it might have encouraged you even that you know <laughs> the rise of instacart and doordash yeah <laughs> yeah no i was pretty shut down but i think you know it's interesting cuz during that time i really spent more time with the peloton instructors than really anybody else for so long they were you know which it's, is a weird thought. And then we, they were, we were in their homes. So yeah, for sure. I, I was like, it's gotta be so weird for them. All these like parasocial relationships of people that feel, you know, you just totally, you're like, of course they're family. I know all these things about them and you know, they, they saved me and you know, they're just like, Oh, hi. I mean, they're all so lovely, but it's, <laughs> you know, it's gotta be overwhelming for them to be finally meeting people. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I am curious, though. Now, you're an admin for Daniel's Irish Yanks group. How did you make the leap from the bike to the tread? Explain that. When did that happen? I fully drank the Kool-Aid and completely fell in love with all things Peloton very quickly. So I got the bike. It arrived in May and my tread arrived in October. So I ordered (laughs) the tread plus. And uh, so I had that for a while prior to, um, you know, prior to Daniel coming on, on board with Peloton. Wait, so. Tread Plus, you have the big one? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I'm trying to figure out when did they, when did they oh, recall you, those? You I thought they recalled one of the those. last ones. Yeah. Cause I thought they recalled those in the middle of the. So I ordered it like right when they put the, the new tread in showrooms for, for people to try out. I knew I wanted one and I was like, well, let me just see if I, if I want the slats or if the other one's okay. And then I took one and I mean, they're both lovely, but I'm like, no, I want the one with the slats. Yeah. I mean, it's better so, for your knees and stuff. Exactly. And, that was, yeah, that yeah. was my point. So yeah, I don't remember when all that happened, but I already had it. 
Man, I'm, you I'm must have. i it for dear life. <laughs> yeah, amen. Amen. Me too. I mean, this week, I do change my mind quite frequently. I have like these like moments where I'm like, I don't know, maybe I will get rid of it. But at the moment, I am all in to keeping it all in. Well, especially yeah. now that the regular tread is going to cost almost what the tread plus used to cost. Yeah. I'm like, now I have a collector's item. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I do. I love it. So and I do. I do a lot of walking and on it. So it's not even just running. I've never been a runner. I'm extremely slow, but I enjoy the classes a ton. So that's wonderful. That's really cool. So how do you kind of balance the bike and the tread so that neither gets jealous? So, um, I don't, I mean, honestly, I'm a big live junkie. So, I'm sorry. Um, you're a what junkie? <laughs> a, a, a junkie for live classes. Okay. Uh, okay. So I really make choices depending on the schedule. Um, and if I'm going to be home, I've started traveling again a little bit, so it's been harder, but before it was, I, you know, I literally would look at the schedule two weeks in advance, figure out the classes I wanted to take and then backfill with strength or other things from there. But I had a whole, you know, written out plan of just what I wanted to do. And I'm one of those people. I love like all of the instructors, yeah. no matter who you say, I'm like, I love them. <laughs> so it's ridiculous. But so I, you know, it's not just, you know, singular people. Um, I really, there's a ton of them I love. So there's almost, so if you see a live class, you're just going to take it. Like, well, you... just, I have my favorites. Yeah. So I try not to miss, you know, it's, you know, on the bike, it's Alex, Jess King, Cody, you know, Hannah Frankson, it's a little harder because of the, you know, the time. Yeah. And, but then, but then it's like, oh, and Kendall and Dennis. And I mean, it's, it's everyone. So, yeah. I don't um, know if you know this, but we're up to 55 instructors. I'm being sarcastic. I know oh. you know that. So it's a lot. <laughs> like, it's, you can't do 55 live classes a week. Like, that's, that's a bit much. No. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but I do, I do make it a point to, you know, every year and every so often make sure I've literally taken a class with every instructor. So, wow. Wow. I, I did that when I first joined, there was a challenge in, in my local group that said, take two classes with every instructor. And that is the best thing I could have done because I got to try everyone and really have variety. So no matter what mood I'm in or what I want to do, there's like a lot of wonderful options. How are you sprinkling in like Spanish classes or German classes? How are you fitting those in? So I am a huge fan of Mariana in yoga. So I take all of her classes pretty much no matter what. I know enough Spanish to get by. So that's not too difficult for me. I'm not good at yoga, but I can understand what she wants me to do. Whether I can physically do it or not is a different <laughs> question, but I do my best and she's so encouraging and wonderful. So it's just like those classes are are good for the soul. And I mean, and really the German, I mean, there's just, there's, there's so many great, like I love Eric and I love Benny and Jeffrey. Like there's just so many good classes. It doesn't matter, you know, the language. I mean, I'll read subtitles. You can just watch and follow along. And so you'll take the ones that have like the English subtitles that those are the classes. I will take them without the subtitles sometimes. Then how um, do it you, just depends. How do you know what they're saying? Well, you just kind of look and see how fast they're pedaling or if they're up, you know, out of the saddle and, you know, just kind of go along. If it's got, you know, a good playlist or it's like, a th I really like themed classes, like Eric's Oktoberfest classes. I'll like get dressed up ridiculously <laughs> by myself. It's, you know, so. But if you can't understand what they're saying, and please know, I think all of our instructors are wonderful. But if you can't understand them, how do you know it's a good class? How do you know? <laughs> Because it's fun and you get a good workout. So whether or not I follow the metrics doesn't really matter. If you work hard and you have fun, then it's good class. Okay. Well, that's great. I am a little focused on 
I'll sit there and try to figure out what they said. And then I miss something. And then I'm like, wait, what were they saying? And then I'm off. And then I get kind of frustrated. <laughs> and it's yeah. not their problem at all. That is all me. <laughs> yeah, It's definitely I do that a little bit more with Spanish just because I do know some Spanish. So I'm trying, you know, I'm like, I, and especially the numbers, you know, yeah. you learn in school. So those, those jump out so I can follow that pretty well in a live class. And, you know, if it's an on-demand class, then just, you know, follow the metrics that follow are the there. Metrics, exactly. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. I'm sorry to put you on the spot. I was just curious. Oh, no, that's fine. <laughs> All right. So take us back to the Daniels Irish Yanks. When did the group start? And did you start the group or were you one of like the founding admins? Like tell us all the history. So, okay. Yeah. So I joined, he launched on August 31st and that was the day the group started and I joined. I wasn't an admin at first, um, but I was, you know, obviously I, I had heard the rumors of him starting through all of, you know, the you guys and everyone else. Uh, so I'd been following. I'm a huge fan of all things Ireland. I love it there. So um, I was super excited that, you know, I would be motivated by, you know, there's gonna be someone with an Irish accent. Um, <laughs> but then, you know, then he, I kind of showed up for the Irish accent. And then I stayed because, you know, he's awesome. Like, this, just the way that he teaches and he's so encouraging and entertaining. And so he's very charismatic, you know, very charismatic. Yeah, yeah. Stay for the content. So and, and, and he's really, you know, he's really good. It's, you know, he pushes me kind of like Alex does on the bike. It makes you feel like you can run through a wall and just, I didn't, Oh, you, you know, you try and do something like, Holy crap. I just ran at a 10 on the tread. Like I, you know, thought I would, you know, die Fall if I tried that, it. but yeah. you know, it's like, he, he encourages me enough to like try things I would never have tried. So that's you know, awesome. That for, and that's so many members of the group say that I love seeing posts from people that say, Oh my gosh, I did this for the first time ever. I did that. So that's, kind of my favorite thing to see when, when people are posting that. That's so you, really cool. So you came in as a member and then at some point got elevated. Yes. Ooh. Yes. I Tell came in that. as a member. What's your rise to power? <laughs> so there's three admins now. And we, at this point, we basically share brain. Uh, we, we work on everything together. We all have kind of our things that, that we do, but everything that happens, you know, we constantly are discussing what we want to do, how we feel about certain things. And, it's uncanny how much we're constantly like we're all on the same page about things. So, well, um, if you share a brain, I'm glad they let you have it for this interview. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> that was really nice. It would that be awkward. Very thoughtful. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they're they're great. And so I'm just curious how do you how do you level up? Like, what, did they just see you posting a bunch and they're like, hey, you should do this? I mean, yeah, we all just kind of were involved, and mm -hmm. you know, we're at the classes. So there was a couple of us that are now admins that were not, you know, initially admins, but yeah. now. Gotcha. Yeah, that's neat. So, what kind of things does the group do? Well, we obviously will do. We encourage people to go to obviously all of his live classes, of course. Uh, when he was out uh, injured for a while. It was really important to us to keep people engaged in the group and with Daniel. So we planned lots of swarms every week and challenges and, and, uh, and everybody really, you know, our group has grown uh, a ton. So I would say on Facebook, we, I kind of looked back and I, I made a note of around like St. Patrick's day when he had a really <laughs> awesome boot camp. we had about 3,600 members and we're coming up on like 9,000 now. That's cool. And, and on the Facebook. So I think he just really, you know, people want to be a part of the group. I hope anyway, um, we try to be super supportive of each other, super, uh, you know, just all positive kind of emulate 
you know, Daniel and like what's important to him of encouraging each other, having a positive attitude, having a lot of fun, um, and, and just pushing each other. So do you consider Dougal your mascot? Just curious. Without a doubt. That dog is so freaking cute. Do people type in an Irish accent? (laughs) (laughs) You know, people do start using some of his language when they, when they type. And we always will have like a wee bit of this. And, you know, <laughs> we, have, we have the crack, you know, so if you've taken his classes, you're familiar. So yes, we definitely tell each other, we'll hear things in his voice in our heads or we'll type something and you'll hear it exactly how he says it. So <laughs> that's so fun. That's I love that. Now, can anybody join the group? Like, or is it like you need to have some kind of like basic information that you provide that you get into the group. You've got to be a Peloton member, for example, and that's we it. We do need to be a Peloton member. We do have screening questions and we do look at them. Like we, we look at their leaderboard name. We make sure they're really a member. They're, they're not a bot. <laughs> we look at their, if it's open, you know, we just look at their workout history. Have you taken a class with Daniel? Who's your, you know, we ask questions because we want to make sure they're real people because it wasn't quite as strict at one point. So we had to do some uh, filtering on that. So we try to keep it just, we want as many, anybody that likes Daniel, you know, and you're a member, come on in. Is that why Uh, I got kicked out of the group? Because I didn't, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm still in the group. group. I'm still in the group. I heard it's very (laughs) stringent. I heard your questions are entirely in Gaelic. Is that true? Yes. (laughs) That's the test. Yeah. You have to know the password. (laughs) Well, Kraken, obviously. (laughs) You have to know the proper spelling of crack and know that it's... You know, it means fun. And is there like a <laughs> GH in there? Probably. <laughs> no, it's spelled the Gaelic. It's uh, C-R-A-I-C. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, I would have pronounced it crake. So I'm very glad you explained that to me. I uh, so I, I love Daniel's classes, but I he's another one that like with other English, like other languages, I'll do the same thing. I'll be running and then I'll like hear him say something. I'm like, wait what did he just say? And I have to think about it. And then next thing you know, I've missed something. I love him though. He's so funny. When I do catch on to what he's saying, it's always hilarious. <laughs> that just means you need to take more classes because you definitely get used to listening to the accent. I believe that. Uh, and, and, and understand it more easily in time. So it just takes practice. Well, it's also when he gets really excited about something, he starts talking faster. And when he starts talking faster, all of the syllables start blurring together. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm sure is how anybody feels when I start talking fast. They can't understand me because I can yes. go really fast. <laughs> yes. Same. Guilty. Guilty. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> but you guys also do a lot of charity donations. Tell us about that. Yes. So, oh gosh, I could talk your ear off for an hour about it. It actually began really organically, um, which I think is great. It started back, uh, Daniel's birthday, he turned 30 in February. And obviously we wanted to do something for his birthday as a group. And that was the first, it was right around that time before then we were doing our very first kind of hoodies with the Irish Yanks on them. And it started off of, we'd like to make one for Daniel and maybe send them something for his birthday. And we didn't want it just to, we wanted to include the groups. We told people, Hey, if anybody wants to chip in to cover, you know, the co- you know, to send this to Daniel and make a little thing for Dougal, like feel free, but you know, just, just if you just really more to be inclusive versus, you know, the, and then anything that's left over, we'll find, you know, we'll donate it to a cause in his name and people just went, I mean, it just kept coming in and we were like, 
okay, what are we going to do with all this money? Like, this is not like people want to be included. We knew, you know, we had the demand was crazy. So, um, we were digging and trying to find none of us knew of a charity at that point that he was involved in. And so we went snooping around and, and digging, (laughs) um, for, for something. And, uh, a little birdie uh, told us one of his very good friends, that's an instructor. She had found out he had mentioned something and she came back to us after we had initially asked her, Hey, you know, do you know of anything? And they didn't at the time, but then they came back and told us. So we were able to totally surprise him with his charity back home for people that aren't familiar. It's Arable True Special Needs ETSN. And it is an organization in Daniel's hometown that he grew up volunteering with. His mom has been a volunteer there for years. They work with uh, special needs adults and kids, um, lots of them with Down syndrome, but also other special needs as well. And they have a center there. And just like with all nonprofits, it's COVID was really difficult on them. And, you know, it's something that's really close to his heart. So we found them and donated to them and kind of made a video for his birthday with a bunch of other things in it. You know, people saying happy birthday, pictures of members. But then we, you know, told him about that donation and, and surprised him. So then he spoke about it in the pre-show while, you know, saying how surprised he was and how much it meant to him. And of course there were people that didn't, you know, didn't see the initial, you know, posts and whatnot. So they said, Hey, can we still donate? So then we more than doubled the initial <laughs> donation in, in less than a week. So then we made a little update video for him and surprised him again. And so, you know, we've built a relationship directly with Bernie, who's the uh, director. We, you know, I WhatsApp with her and, and talk to them. So it's like, we've all become really invested in it from all the admins. And, you know, we try to update the group as well on everything and let them know, you know, just kind of, this is where the money is going. It's become important to us as a group. So we continue to donate through a percentage of any of the merchandise that we sell now goes to them. So we've been able to send over, I think, three checks at this point, three different additional checks after the birthday stuff. So she's just like dumbfounded that <laughs> there are these Americans that keep sending them money. Uh, so, but it's great when, you know, I was talking to her and she said, my gosh, the members, you know, after the first time, the members just requested, like they really wanted a new pool table and we didn't have any money for it. And we had to tell them, you know, we can't do it right now. And then I get a note from you saying, here's thousands of euros and they have a pool table. And so Daniel just went home for his sister's wedding this month here in August. And, you know, he's able to go take them a new check in person, another installment and play pool with the members, you know, and just visit with them in person. So you know, we love it and are going to continue to do that, you know, moving forward with all of our merchandise sales and we'll keep the donations. We, we only want to do that kind of for his birthday, like once a year. We're like, we love the cause, but we don't want to make a habit of like asking the group for money. You yeah. Know? yeah, you can't it's go to that well. We're just like, just, yeah. you know, we want to only, you know, open it back up again, potentially next year. But other than that, it'll just be merchandise. But that's awesome. And that's smart because that gets exhausting for people. It's, you know, like, well, we don't, yeah, we definitely don't want to make it. It's, you know, people love to do it, but also we don't, we just, 
you want, want them to continue to love to do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And if it's like always a question, then it's like it's, you know, that saying about all italics becomes no italics, you know, and, and it kind of this is the same thing if you're always asking. So I think it's really smart that you guys are doing that. Yeah. And, and I love that you're using proceeds from the merchandise, which is something that's going to be organically evergreen. Everybody's always going to want oh. the new merchandise. And so that's really cool. That's a great way to do it. What a neat story. I love that he got to hand deliver the check. That's awesome. Yeah, it just so happened. And, you know, we kind of surprised him at first, too, because all three of us admins were able to attend his first live run in the studio. Aww, and that's cool. yeah, and, and it's and she just happened to actually have a check available. So we were like, hey, we, you know, we, we knew he was going home. So we're like, you know, oh, by the way, here you go. You know, because he's not super directly involved. So he's kind of still surprised every time there's a check, too. Just like, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> like, this is, oh, my gosh. Um, so, you know, and, and one of the things he said that I think really struck our members was, you know, oh, my gosh, a thousand euros. That's like a million euro to them. You don't understand, like, how much money that is to them. So every time we give, you know, every thousand dollars we give, I'm, you know, I'm like, it's a million dollars. It has a lot of impact whenever yeah. you're, you're doing something so directly. And, and it's, it's like, you've kind of become that place is kind of extra guardian angel, you know? So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Our goal, I'd say by the end of this year, we would really like to get to $10,000 in, in like total donation for the year. So I think we're almost to 6,500 now. So that's very doable. Oh. I hope so. Yeah. And if, if people want to join the group and, and donate, I do. I know you said you'd only do that like once a year for his birthday. But if people wanted to like be able to give money, like you'll let them know, like you'll put something up in the group and be able to explain. Well, yeah, right now we do, you know, intermittent kind of all of our stuff is pre-sale in the store. So we'll kind of open it up, get the pre-orders and then send things out for merchandise. So people are constantly requesting, like, can we get a shirt that says this or that? So we don't want to over flood people with it, but we are, you know, we're always working on, you know, something. He's always giving us great content and great sayings. <laughs> so there's always something to create with Daniel that people have it. I mean, they request, the members request it. So you know, we try and make it available. I can't believe that his first class launched on August 31st. I mean, I didn't realize it had already been a year since he had launched and talk about time flying. Jeez Louise. It seems like yesterday that that happened. I know. Wow. I know. Wow. So now you said you went into the trip, you or went into the studio, you were in Daniel's first in-person run class, but uh, you also took some other classes while you were there. So <laughs> tell, I actually tell made two trips. Yes. So <laughs> I was very lucky. And when those early classes opened up and they put them online, I had, uh, I actually happened to be in New York for the boo crew event and mm -hmm. had someone tell me before the world kind of figured it out. So I was able to schedule classes and come back and schedule to be in Daniel's first strength class, which was the week before the run. And then I booked a ride with Kendall. And so I did those two and I actually wasn't planning on doing the run. And then I was able to get in. So I flew home and then I turned around 48 hours later and flew back <laughs> again, like a crazy person because the FOMO was too real. And I was uh, so, it was so great just to be there with, with my friends and to see Daniel. I thought he was going to burst with excitement. <laughs> he really thrives off of interaction. He thought you had another numbers. check. Yeah. <laughs> and yes, exactly. Surprise. Um, She's back two days later. <laughs> but yeah. So, but the ride with Kendall, I mean, I pretty much blacked out. Like it, the whole experience of being in the studio was amazing. Like it was like Disney World and every single person at every touch point was amazing. They're so nice. 
all of the concierge and just every single person was so wonderful. And so when I, by the time I got to the bike, it was um, a hip hop ride. I had done strength in the morning with Daniel and then did um, hip hop ride with Kendall. And that was her first ride with members. And I was, uh, I ended up probably a lot of your listeners know uh, Stephanie Yum Crispy Pata, who I had previously known like through Instagram, but um, we met in person that day and we were riding next to each other. So we kind of filed in and I ended up in the front row (laughs) after having every intention of like hanging out in the back. And then I get there and I'm just like, you know, going to bike five. But interestingly, and I, I think what you were talking about is there was a bike open next to me. We all just kind of filed in. And I was like, oh, okay, this, like, I guess I just kind of moved over a bike so I could be next to Stephanie. And I figured, oh, people just didn't realize that bike was open. And I said something to someone that worked there. I'm like, oh, you know, my friend's on the waiting list and they just told her she can come in. So maybe she can have this bike. And they said, oh no, this bike is reserved and there's going to be a special guest coming to this. And this is like the week after Lizzo. And I'm like, Ooh, who is it? I I basically, I was like, holy shit. But you know, so, but I looked over and I like, there was like petite young woman on the other side of that bike. I'm like, clearly it's not going to be a celebrity because that's not a bodyguard. (laughs) But I was like, it's going to be an instructor. And then I think somebody in the room was like, maybe it's going to be Kirsten Ferguson. And knowing, you know, that it was a hip hop ride and that she was, you know, it made a lot of sense. And sure enough, you know, I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm going to be like, riding right next to Kirsten. So I'm already like self-conscious about being on the front row, but I mean, you know, I've taken her classes and know she's just so fun and approachable and awesome. So that helped, but yeah, she came running in and like, it was just, it was so fun. It was like, I just kept looking around, like, were you checking out her life? Were you checking out her like uh, stats? Like what was her? Yes. Yeah. I was just looking. Cause I was like, I went into it. It's like, I'm just going to have fun. I'm not going to try and like PR on this ride. I just want to, you know, like, I'm not going to kill myself. It was super hot in there. And I'm used to having like three fans at home. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I was like, I was like, okay, you know, just kind of like looking to be like, Oh wait, I'm going way faster than her. I'm going to like take it down a notch because of the adrenaline and <laughs> anything else. You gotta pace yourself. Was, <laughs> exactly. It was, but I, it was like seriously pure adrenaline. And I had a milestone in that class and Kendall gave me like an awesome shout out in Aww. studio. So the entire next week I was getting texts from people like, Oh my gosh, I just took Kendall's ride and I saw you. And I heard your <laughs> shout out. So it was really fun. And I cannot wait to go back. Like I'm going back probably one. I'm not sure when this is going to air, but I'm going back the weekend of September 9th. So I've got a ride with Cody and I've got a ride with Jess King, who's like my queen. So, you know, looking forward to that again. And maybe I'll remember a little bit more this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't black out this time. <laughs> Did you should put yeah, a request was... to have another instructor next to you? <laughs> like, that's how they do it for me. I don't know if you know that, but they. All the celebrity instructors yes. come in and sit next to me. <laughs> that's how we roll. <laughs> hey, at least, you know, the tension will be on them. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So if anybody wants to go back and listen to your shout out, what's your leaderboard name? And why isn't it in Gaelic? <laughs> <laughs> so my leaderboard name is Pedal to Paris. And that's just like when I first joined, I think it was Christine, you know, had said, you know, make make your leaderboard name something that like inspires you and makes you happy. And Paris is definitely my happy place. I love it. And so 
you know, at the time I was just on the bike, so it was pedal to Paris. Okay. So not changing it to run to Ireland. Yes. No. 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 <laughs> I'm in too deep. I'm in I'm in way too deep. So And Fair I enough. guess asking who your preferred instructor is is kind of silly. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I mean, truly, I really kind of like sprinkle. I mean, Daniel's obviously my favorite, of course, but there are just there literally are so many like there's so many people. I also love John Hosking on the tread. Like he does a lot of walks, which I walk. He's just like so entertaining and just like the joy is just like coming out of him, just like the way he dances on the tread. Like it's just it's just fun and, you know, and and good instruction. So I really love his classes and also just Sims you know, kind of Adrian, like, I mean, it's like, literally can't stop the list. Um, <laughs> same thing on the bike, you know, Alex, uh, Jess, Cody, like just really just listing them. them alphabetically. Yeah. <laughs> She's got the entire roster yes. next to her. She's just scrolling through one peloton.com reading names. <laughs> that's the beautiful thing, you know, like you just, there's always, no matter, you know, what kind of mood you're in or what kind of, how hard you want to work, whatever there's, like great options. They got a they got an instructor for that. <laughs> for sure. So uh do you have any advice for people just entering the world of Peloton? You know, like I mentioned, just try everyone and see what you like and try them more than once. Um, because maybe, you know, some of my favorite instructors now at first they weren't necessarily my favorite, and then there'd be a ride and it just clicked, and then I'm like obsessed with them. So just get, you know, give it a chance um and try everyone. Don't pigeonhole yourself and, and take a class that, you know, you know, don't be afraid to take any particular class because you think it's going to be too hard or something else. Just kind of do it your own level. Don't compare yourself to other people on the leaderboard for the love of God. Please don't do that and feel bad about, you know, your output when you first start, because a, you will improve and B, especially on the bike, everyone's bike is different. So just do your best, have fun, make friends, throw out high fives and, and don't stress about it. Good advice. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Before we let you go, remind everybody where they can find you if you would like to be found. Sure. Uh, well, leaderboard name is Pedal to Paris. Instagram is pedal underscore to underscore Paris because someone took the other one. I am also, you can find me in the, the chat in the clubhouse that John Mills does. Mm-hmm. I'm there when I'm available and in a million of the Facebook groups, just constant, you know, just under Jamie Brooks, I assume. Yeah, under Jamie Brooks. So you'll find me in lots of the groups because there's lots of the instructors I like. So. <laughs> Clearly, as we heard. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thank you. It's fun. <laughs> Thanks. So I guess that brings this episode to a close. Uh, until next week, where can people find you? Uh, at podcast movement. No, I'm just kidding. No, by the uh, time they hear this, we oh, will yeah. be almost on our way home. That's true. Yeah. yeah, good point. Well, you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash crystal D O'Keefe. And you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and the Peloton leaderboard at clip out crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online, facebook.com slash the clip out. While you're there, like the page, join the group. Don't forget our Patreon, patreon.com slash the clip out where for five bucks you can get all the ad free content and for a little bit more you can get bonus episodes uh you can 
You can be the first. You can be the first to know and then make bets with your friends. Yeah. It would really, you could fund your whole Patreon expense just by making bets with people who didn't sign up for the Patreon. That's, that's true. I'm and kind you, of a genius. You could, you could be like the person who's like, you, you would sound like you could go and pick out lottery numbers yeah. because you would know things before everybody else. How about that? Mm-hmm. And uh, also don't forget, uh, you can sign up for our newsletter at theclipout.com. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep peddling. And running. And soon running. <laughs>